Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast brought to you by the Amador Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And we are also joined by... Dustin Shooty. Dustin, are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I am at Shooty Dustin. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. Thank you so much, DS, for joining us again. It's it, it's always a special time when you're on the podcast. It's even extra special when all three of us are on. I'm kind of giddy. I'm, I'm just ready to go. I'm excited. This is the first time in a while we've all three been on. So this is this is exciting. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. It might be the last rankings podcast we did when we did last year's version of the coaches ranking. Does that sound about right, uh, uh, Kurt? I think it was the coaches ranking last year, last offseason. Yep. Yeah, so this is a good time to explain. So we love ranking podcasts so much. We love having Dustin on so much. We're going to double dip on the rankings podcast. So this rankings podcast is going to be Two uh, items that I don't know which one I'm more excited to talk about. The first one was we're going to rank our top five breakfast cereals. We're going to have a little bit of fun with that. I will go, DS will go, then Kurt will go last. And then after that, we're going to switch it over to a more Big Ten football specific topic, which is we are going to rank the Big Ten helmets. And to make sure people understand how we did that, we took the aggregate, uh, my picks, Kurt's picks, DS's picks, we blended them together to make a master key list of picks. So that will be our our, our uh, picks starting 14 going down to one. And then we'll also reveal where we had that specific helmet uh, thoughts on where we where the helmets at uh, our thoughts on the helmet in general. I know this is something that's near and dear to, to Big Kurt's heart whenever you get into a uniform type of situation. Absolutely. All right. Um, so can't wait to get into that. But let's go ahead and start. With a couple housekeeping items, I don't think we have a ton of stuff going on, which, by the way, is good. Uh, we're a couple weeks into the uh, spring uh, football season, season, if you will, uh, which means there could be injuries that start popping up. I haven't heard of any quite yet. I hope that remains throughout all of spring. First one, though, was officially Dalen Wright, uh, wide receiver for the University of Minnesota, is in the transfer portal. Um, we had rumors uh, about Damon Wright uh, being in the transfer portal. Now it's now it's official. DS, I'll start with you. Any thoughts on 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 that uh, news item? I just feel like at some point, Ethan Kalik Manis is going to be living the Will Smith Fresh Prince. I'm standing alone inside the house, looking around for for targets or, or offensive weapons type of meme. And then does he does he um, turn I mean, into does he turn into Oscars Will Smith and go slap PJ for not keeping any wide receivers around? <laughs> yeah, that would be even better. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's what it is. I mean, I don't I don't really have anything else other than this is probably the most attrition we've seen out of Minnesota, maybe ever under PJ. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, but uh, I don't know that it's concerning. But this is the first we've seen out of this from Minnesota, at least. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, couple people thought- on the defensive side too. Yeah, I thought he showed a lot of potential. He did have some production at Minnesota. I The only thing I'm happy about is I never figured out how to pronounce his first name, so I, I don't even have to worry about it anymore. But young man out of Mesquite, Texas, he was a top 100. In fact, the 70th, 70th best player in the country when he was being recruited, originally committed to Texas A&M. Um, 
Kurt, were you with me? I I can't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning, let alone a couple years ago, but went to a spring practice. It was either last year or the year before. It was the first spring people had a chance to see Dalen, Dylan, Dylan. I'll, I'll never figure it out either. And seeing him in pads in person, I'm like, oh boy, that is a grown man. But after you've already been to Texas A&M and Minnesota, two places that, you know, there's you can have success there. At some point, Dalen Wright's got to look in, internal here and start getting stuff figured out here. Yeah, and I never heard necessarily anything specifically bad, but it, it just seems like one of those situations where he just didn't have the focus to, to put it all together in the field. Absolutely. Uh, next one up, Minnesota-based again, Trey Potts, who had already been in the transfer portal, stays in the Big Ten, out of the West, into the East, to Penn State. Kurt, thoughts? Well, first of all, this should just be illegal. You should not be able to transfer within the same conference. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. Now, Trey Potts. Wait, 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 real quick. I can't tell if you're being facetious or or being serious. No, I don't like it. Okay. Do you honestly think it should be illegal? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. I do. Do you got thoughts on that? Um, I, it's it's a tough question. Uh, I. I, the, based on the new rules, I don't think it should be illegal. But I understand Kurtz because it used to be you have to transfer out of the conference, and then if you wanted to come back in, you're going to have to transfer a second time to come back into the conference. And I remember that happening way more on the basketball side. Uh, I man, it's tough. I think I'm just too accustomed to what the rules are now to backtrack. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm I, put. No, I'm putting the toothpaste back in the tube, baby. <laughs> It's impossible, but let's do it anyways. I guess I think I'm more with Dustin, but I I think I kind of agree with Kurt too. I don't I don't like it. With that being said, I think it's sh- I don't think it should be illegal to stay in conference. I mean, once you leave once you leave a company, I mean, I guess it's kind of like a non compete, which which happens out in the real world. So that's that's kind of an interesting take, I guess. But I would still say once a student athlete gets in the transfer portal, he should have uh, full reign of where he's going to go. How about Disagree. that? How about we go into the middle here? You can't join a team that's on your schedule. That that team is on this that's on the schedule. So like Trey Potts, if if Minnesota plays Penn State next year, he would not be able to play at Penn State. Okay, here's how flexible I am as a person. I'm gonna agree to that. Handshake. Here we go. Let's compromise. See, look at that. Three people on the same page who says these things. All you folks on Capitol Hill, take note. Listen to the Eyes on Big podcast. This is how you get things done. Um, and, and then the last thing I would say, that's twice now we've got off in the tangents. This is going to be a great podcast. Um, it makes sense now that I've looked into it than it did right when you heard the news. You're like, Penn State? What the heck? They have two amazing freshman running backs, which they definitely do. But this running back coach, Mike Yersuch as well, they like to rotate at least two, if not three running backs and it's crazy when you look at their running back depth after the top two running backs, they're crazy thin. Uh, they had an injury recently. They've got another guy coming in, but he's a freshman. So this gives them an established guy uh, in that third spot. I'm, I'm, you know, to give a way precursor before we even get into the previews, I'm, I'm pretty high on Penn State going into the season. And I tell you what, this doesn't hurt. I, I would add. So when I saw this news, uh, I don't disagree with anything you said, but 
I was thinking about the Johnny Manziel celebration where he's rubbing his fingers together. Like, I think I'm, my guess is NIL might have had also something to do with his decision to go to Penn State because when you look at it, the way he played at Minnesota, he's a number one back at a lot of different places. But Penn State's obviously very football centric. They got a lot of boosters, they got a lot of alumni. I just wonder how much that played into it. So, Greg, were you saying you're high on the pots? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Not yet tonight, but it's still young. This is going to be a long podcast, so we'll see what happens. But don't forget, he's also from Pennsylvania. Nice. So yeah. that- I was I was just going to add that. It's a good, yeah, it makes makes a little bit more sense. But in on uh, to build on DS's point, and then we'll move on, I just read another article that Penn State really does have their NIL up and running now, and they're doing a good job with it. It was something that concerned Penn State fans not that long ago, so that definitely could have played in. The last little bullet we have here for housekeeping, Michigan lands Five-star quarterback Jaden Davis out of North North Carolina. Hurt the rich, get richer. I know you love that. Yeah, this is a five-star out of Providence Day School, Charlotte, North Carolina. He's the 28th-ranked player in the 24-7 composite rankings overall in the country. He's the second – I'm sorry, the fourth-highest-ranked quarterback. This is a huge get for Michigan and just – you know, filters right into this this tra- this positive trajectory they've had at the quarterback position recently. I uh, I kind I I agree. He's obviously a great get, but I feel like we have this conversation damn near every year. We had it with Shea Patterson. We had it with JJ McCarthy. I just don't. I, I think Jim Harbaugh's quarterbacks have underperformed. Like I don't. I think JJ McCarthy is a really good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I think Shea Patterson probably took a lot more heat than he probably deserved. But we always, not always, we've seen Michigan get some of these guys before, and I just don't feel like they've either li- lived up to the hype or they haven't been developed to the point of their potential. So I'm I'm kind of in, I, it's a good pickup, no doubt, but I'm kind of also in wait-and-see mode. I don't disagree with that. I will say it was trending down worse than it is now. I would say it's trending back up as far as what uh, Khaki Pants is getting out of the quarterback position, uh, JJ McCarthy. I mean, he looked pretty good when he was getting comfortable down the stretch. Uh, I do think there's room for him to take another step with that being said, that's, that's two big 10 championships in a row. They've got a five-star quarterback for one, maybe two more years. And then having Jaden Davis come in, things are good. And, and our, if you're a Michigan fan, there's, there's reason to be happy. That is for sure. All right. We've got any other housekeeping items you two gentlemen want to cover. No, All sir. right, let's move on to the rankings part of the podcast, as we kind of previously discussed. The first topic we're going to do here is something that I think could uh, could have some potential for some interesting takes and a little bit of humor. Food, of course, food-centric always seems to be pretty popular with, uh, with the podcast. So we're going to go top five breakfast cereals. So I'm I'm already gonna branch out and break all the rules. I know you I know Kurt loves it when I do that, but I have to give three disclaimers, okay, before I even start. Number one, yes, this this is out, this goes out to Darren the American, my cousin Barney, not his real name, nickname, and my cousin Jody. Okay. Yes, I was the loudest cereal eater of the 1980s. Anyone will tell you nobody ate <laughs> cereal louder than I did. They still talk about it to this day how horrible it was when I was eating. Number two, speaking of being kid, my my list is heavily favored towards kids' cereals because eating cereal as a kid, eating sugary, awesome cereal, man, that's that's a part of the childhood, so it's definitely part of my list. And then uh, 
after that, cereals have been severely limited in my house. My my Mrs. Greek has essentially put the kibosh on any of these sugary cereals for my kids to eat. Why? Uh, because Red 40 is the devil. And there's some people that got that joke and they're giggling. But if you look up Red 40, it's killing people and literally, literally getting banned in other countries other than the good old United States. So anyways, here we go. All right. I'm already going to break the rules again. I've got honorable mentions. I thought most of these cereals would be on my list. I did a deep dive, man. I really wanted to, to figure this out. Frosted Flakes, Lucky Charms, Frosted Mini Wheats, Raisin Bran, and Captain Crunch Crunch Berries. All honorable mention. I, I love all of those cereals. I, I want to give a special shout out to Lucky Charms when you were a kid. Because what I would do is I would start the cereal out eating all the oats, you know, the, 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 the brown parts so that my last yep. like five or six bites was just straight sugar marshmallows. DS, you're not. And did you do the same I, thing? Well, hundred percent of the time, every bowl of Lucky Charms. Yeah. <laughs> I was never, a, I was never a big fan of the Lucky Charms to be honest with you. <laughs> Here we go. This is the least surprising news of the podcast. <laughs> DS and I maybe have been talking behind your back just a little bit, getting ready for you. I'm not going to You're already up. You're already up to it. Oh, man. Okay. And then I actually have a trash list that I want to add. Apple Jacks, Life Cereal, and this one might surprise you, Cocoa Crisp. At, at, I, or, uh, it was the, what was the one that was, there? it was shaped like, uh, mini uh, cookies, cookie or it's cookie crisp. Cookie, oh, cookie crunch. Cookie crisp. Yes. Cookie crunch. Cookie, cookie crunch. Okay. Crisp. I thought that was going to taste like like you know mini uh, uh, cookies. You know, so the first time I got cookie crisp, I was so disappointed. I, I, it's it's not so much that cookie crisp is bad, but it just wasn't what I was expecting. Okay, here we go. Ready? All right, number five. Yes, that's right. Cheerios, Cheerios, because. You can still eat Cheerios as adult and lie to yourself and tell you that it's good for you. Okay. Now here's what I'm curious. I, I would like immediate feedback. The way, the reason Cheerios got on this list as an adult and as a kid is in my house, we, we put regular Cheerios and then we scooped pure cane sugar right from the cabinet and poured it right on top of the Cheerios. Am I alone or did you guys do that too? There were t there were cereals that we would do that with, yes, but it was usually oatmeal that 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 would happen with. Okay, I, so I did it with Rice Krispies. Oh, Rice Krispies could be. Oh man, I blanked yeah. on Rice Krispies, but that that could be on here too. Okay, you know, you never know when uh, maybe maybe it's the it's a something that you just did in your house, and that's weird. So I was I was curious about that. Number four, this is the only cereal that is that is local. To this time of my life, or in my the adult area of my life, which is Special K with the little mini yogurt balls that they have right now. So probably not healthy, to be honest with you, but it it acts like it's healthy, so it works for me. Okay, now we're just getting into straight sugary kid cereals. Number three, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, a pure sugar grab. Uh, I think it gets extra points for the rarity that is cinnamon you know cinnamon is not by and large in the cereal world 
Oh my gosh. I love cinnamon toast crunch. In the words of Jerry Seinfeld, cinnamon takes a backseat to no babka. <laughs> Amen. All right. Uh, I gotta no, I gotta okay, go chime in here on cinnamon yeah. toast cr- crunch is that I used to love cinnamon toast crunch. Used to be one of my favorite cereals. Could have been on the top five, but growing up. My parents bought so much. I remember like six boxes of Cinnamon Toast Crunch that we ate it so much, I can't eat it anymore. You, you got Cannot inundated with, with yes. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. All right. All right. Yes. Um, so you had your own version of CTC then, I guess is what you, what happened. Oh, come on. That's pretty good. Yes. Give, me, give me a little credit. Okay. <laughs> Next one, number two. Now, this could be either... So the current version that is allowed in my house by my wife for my kids to eat is called crispy cocoa rice, which of course was cocoa pebbles. Uh, It's the quote unquote healthier version of that. I don't know what's not to love. It's crunchy. It's chocolatey. And of course the most amazing thing after the, the cereal is done, you have chocolate milk sitting in your bowl to lap down. It is fantastic. And then number one, it's got red 40 all over it. I don't care. Some things are worth dying for. My number one cereal of all time, Fruity Pebbles. It's crunchy. It's fruity. Does it get soggy if you wait too long? Yes, but as we already discussed, I don't let cereals sit around for very long. They're they're in my mouth and crunching and down. I still love Fruity Pebbles to this day. It's still a guilty pleasure to this day. There you go. That's my list. I like it. All right, so DS, I'm going to ask up. this question then. Okay. I think we know. I think we know now. But you guys are post cereal milk drinkers because I am not. Just for the cocoa pebbles. Okay. I always drink the milk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I wouldn't say. I, I wouldn't say always, but but I'm, I'm like half cereal. and half. Half and half. Depends on the cereal. Okay. 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 All so, right, DS, you're up. I had two honorable mentions. I already kind of mentioned one, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, because I did love it. Don't like it anymore. And then Apple Jacks. I don't know why. Always a big fan of Apple Jacks. You're making a gross, not a fan, Greek. Almost put it on my trash list. Uh, Oh. Apple Jacks were a part of the house growing up, so I don't want to. That's why I actually kept it. I didn't put it on honorable mention or trash. It's kind of in limbo. AJ's, AJ's were a big hit in the BK household growing up. Nice. They they were surprising delicious. Oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> number five, I had I went with frosted mini wheats, and and I should specify too that uh, this is also based on my childhood. Yes. So I'm five frosted mini wheats. I don't hey, know what it is, but the way the the way the milk or the yes. way it absorbs the milk is like a texture thing that's fantastic. And then I'd always like this is how nerdy I am. Always put the frosted side on my tongue, so that was the first thing I tasted when I would have a bite of frosted mini wheats. I I love it. I still love frosty frosted mini wheats to this day. That's another one that might sneak into the house uh, if I can get it by Mrs. Greek. It's like it's a healthy cereal, so you can kind of effectively lie to yourself, even though right. it's it's pretty much just straight sugar. Right. Yeah. Nice. Uh, number four, I went with Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. I think that on the trash list should be the oops all berries because I don't know if you guys have had that cereal. It yep. is terrible. Nope. You and need the contrast. I want to add this exactly. Much like you did with the uh we did the Lucky Charms leaving thing, but the uh the 
the marshmallows, I would do the same thing with the berries. So you'd think the oops all berries would be fantastic. It's not for whatever reason, it's a different flavor. Number three, I went with fruity pebbles. Ooh, <laughs> nice, nice. A weird one. And it's a uh, very stark contrast to the cocoa pebbles, which I don't think is nearly as good as the fruity pebbles. Okay. And then two, two uh, traditional frosted flakes in high school. My best friend and I uh, made ourselves sick because we got one of those giant bags of store brand yes. frosted flakes and we ate like eight bowls of it during lunch <laughs> one time. It's fantastic. And then number one is smacks really i love oh boy i have forgotten about those i I had yes yeah is that what is what is the supposed to be the main flavor of smacks is it it's honey i it's honey i think i don't know if they're just smacks or if they're honey smacks but it's okay it's honey's the primary flavor I've got some Smacks history for us right here. <laughs> okay, here they, we go. They originally were called were called Sugar Smacks, but that you know be, had got kind of a you know a bad thing attached to it. The word sugar in the actual name of the the product. Gotcha. So then they changed it to Honey Smacks. And that thing too, it came in like a foil bag because the life expectancy of Smacks was like a week, and before it turned into the texture of packing peanuts. <laughs> That's why they had it like that. I mean, I don't know scientifically, but that's... No, it's got to be. I think (laughs) you're dead on. Because when you opened it, that you had a very short lifespan before it was like eating packing peanuts. It was delicious packing peanuts, but that was the texture (laughs) you were getting. And DS, of course, we're going to get interesting tidbits like that because we, for the last couple of minutes here, we haven't been talking to Dustin Schutte. We, of course, have been talking to Dustin Foodie. I know. And I need to, I should have got like a toke or something (laughs) to wear for this podcast. And then I have, uh, so that was my top five. And then I wanted to set Kurt up with my bold prediction for his top five cereal. Here we go. Here we go. If the cereal has a color in the rainbow, it will not be on Kurt's list. (laughs) Okay. We'll see. Basically anything, you know, it, he's not so much of a, a passing game type of cereal. He's more of a blocking and tackling type of cereal. You know, he, he's more yes. interested in talking about hand placement, you know, by an offensive lineman on the defensive lineman than he is, you know, drawing up a really cool play. Yeah, this is, there's no thrills here. This is all, this is basically scoop and score right now. <laughs> all right. All right, Kurt, let's see what you got. Okay. No, no other predictions, just that. No, that pretty much. Pretty, Dustin's okay. pretty much the, the one joke that. So I had to show Dustin this video and he laughed, but Kurt, do you remember the old, you know, uh, um, Saturday night live, you know, back when it was hilarious and everybody watched it and they had awesome uh, mock commercials. And one of my favorite ones was colon blow. Oh, do you yeah. remember colon oh, blow? <laughs> and I, and I, I joked with Dustin. I'm like, I wonder if colon blow will make it on the Kurt's list. <laughs> I always wanted to try colon blow. <laughs> How about super colon okay. blow? <laughs> Even better. So starting with the honorable mentions here, I'm going to go with the Frosted Mini Wheats. Agree with you guys on that one. Raisin Brand, hadn't thought about it, Greek. You mentioned it. That's definitely on my honorable mention. Side, side and, note, side note. Raisin Brand and a cup of coffee, instant poo. If, oh, if you're yeah. a little backed up, that's that's the recipe right there. And. And then you're pooing the rest of the day, really. <laughs> it's going to get brand. It's going to clean you out. 
Yeah. And then I'm going to throw cap and crunch on there. Cause when I was a kid of all the sugar cereals, that definitely is the one that I ate more than any other ones. And by the way, looking back, I realized that my mom only bought whatever the cheapest cereal was. Sure. So she would, like she'd bring home yeah. lucky charms. I didn't really like them. So, but I would eat them because they were there. Turn off that okay. dead lizard and, and come in here and eat your cereal. Yeah. <laughs> no death lizard, but you can have some lucky charms. Okay, starting at number five. Now, the only reason this one's not higher is because it is now defunct. When I was a kid, it was still available. There are derivatives of it today still available, but not the exact one that I used to eat and we used to eat in our household. This masqueraded as a health product. It was not a health food at all. It was packed with sugar. Quaker 100% natural with dates. So they had dates instead of raisins. And they were chewy and they were delicious. Here we go, Diaz. So, <laughs> oh, man, I love to not be disappointed. It had granola, it had oh, almonds, God. and it had these famous dates in them. Kurt, I wish, I wish you could have. We should probably screenshot what Diaz and I were texting back and forth a couple weeks ago. Okay, moving on to number oh, my, four. I want to keep it rolling with, here. With dates. Like, of course, dates. Dates made it appear. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Moving on to number four, Quaker Life cereal, the regular life. However, I I really liked Cinnamon Life, too. It was sweet, but it wasn't overly sweet. I loved the texture. I loved that delicious little woven biscuit. Hey, Kurt, does the breakfast taste better at 4.30 in the morning since you're 75 years old when you eat? I know you got to get that in Mikey liked it. Big Kurt liked it. Number number three, traditional plain old cornflakes. This is the OG. So, so not even Wheaties or Frosted Flakes. This is so disrespectful. Oh man, I'm cramping up behind my neck. So this, and a lot of people know this. Pretty common knowledge, but it's. It's the OG of cereals. It was the first breakfast cereal ever made by the Kellogg brothers. Now, they lost out to another cereal on my market. They did, they were late to market with their product. Number two, Original Cheerios. Love there them. There you go. So, All right. And, and here's the thing about Cheerios. It is the best cereal to eat with fresh berries in it. Yes. I, mean, Absolute, fresh, I don't know why that 100%. is. 100.100%. Strawberries, bananas, whatever. It is fantastic. Yeah. Yes. It, it's simple. It's got a distinct taste. It's oats so you you feel like you're eating something healthy even though you're... and number one the og of all g oh, of all og masks like our third OG. i feel like this is our third og here it's the second og okay post grape nuts number one it's the first mass marketed cereal 1897 by cw post who worked for the kellogg brothers yes and went behind their back and put a product on the market it's unique it's crunchy <laughs> Obviously delicious. Which, by the way, can I can I add? Or yeah. I, I'm sorry, it started. Well, just one more thing. Okay. That 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 flavor that you you're tasting there. What is that flavor? It's malted barley. You're basically eating solid beer. <laughs> I did. Not, oh man, not know that. Um. So, by the way, I, I'm assuming. Uh, <laughs> good job. You're, you. You you not only didn't disappoint. You you blew it out of the water, uh, Dustin. <laughs> Dustin. Okay. Before I. Let me let me say this first. I, I think Kurt, you've seen the same the Food That Build America documentary that I have. The, yeah, th- those yeah. are 
surprisingly good. I mean, it's about food. The cereal one was some of the best. And what I remember about that documentary is the cereal, breakfast cereal started in mental institutes. They needed yeah. something quick and easy to feed people in the morning. And then somebody, I think it was Post or somebody or Clark W. Kellogg or whoever that guy's name is, he's like, we could we could uh, uh, mass produce this and sell it. And that's basically how cereal took off. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, that was C.W. Post, who was working for the Kellogg brothers at their yeah. sanitarium. And that was in Battle Creek, Michigan, which is not far from where I live right now. How about that? It comes back to Big Ten country. Yeah. That yep. is fantastic. DS, dude, that. That was fan. I'm not going to lie, Greek. Uh, at a certain point, I didn't even care about my top five cereals. I just wanted to hear Kurt's. But I thought the way he was alluding, and that's, by the way, Kurt, why we kept you at the end, because we wanted the grand finale that you that you definitely helped provide us. I hope you don't think we're, we're mean for talking behind your back, but, you know, Oscar the Grouch as a kid coming in with a cereal list. Absolutely. You crushed it, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So that will get us through phase one of the rankings pod. Let's get into a more... Big Ten football specific topic, Big Ten helmets, a big helmet ranking. So we're obviously got 14 helmets to rank, 14 down to one. Um, I think it's probably good that we give our criteria. So um, we're going to switch it out. So now, Kurt, you're going to go first. DS is going to go second. I'll go third. So if you want to just quickly give, you know, you don't have to be exact, but criteria. Okay. So I have four criteria for my judgment. Number one is aesthetics. And by the way, these are in no particular order. And I can mix and match them as I please, by the way. I can weight some more than others for one team and vice versa for another team. So I can win any argument with anybody about any team here. <laughs> okay. Okay. So aesthetics is one. Continuity is one. Like, how long have you had this helmet? Like, there's so there's this term blue blood, which we're, we're all familiar with. Similar to blue blood is helmet school, and there's a big overlap. The reason that the Blue Bloods don't change their helmet is because it's part of their identity. So they want to continue that identity. Um, so the third one is my ide is identity. And, and then the fourth one is originality. And color plays into that a little bit, but it's more than that as well. So aesthetics, continuity, identity, originality. And by Go the ahead. way, one, one more. This isn't really criteria, but I'm judging helmets. I'm not judging programs. I don't care how many games you win. I am judging helmets, period. Now, there is, again, some overlap because continuity feeds into the blue blood. Blue bloods are winners. Those are my criteria. Criteria. Move on. Yes. So I, for me, I think I went with tradition how and how it looks with the rest of the uniform. Sometimes you look at a helmet and it's like it doesn't go with that uniform. Um, don't with that. And then this is something just for me. How does it look under lights? Because some uniforms just look or some helmets look a little bit different under the lights than they do at noon at noon o'clock at noon on a Saturday. So those those are probably my three criteria. And then I think there's probably a little bit of the um, nostalgia factor that weighed into this. I'll talk about when we get to a certain team on this list. But those are those are my criteria. Those are great criteria. Uh, I have a lot of the same. The one thing that I want to point out is to me a I think this is the best way to describe it a logo. Okay, so like, and, and I'm going to start out of the Big Ten to try to give an idea, but Texas's logo, you know, the Longhorn, 
I like logos over words and and situations like that. Now, one single letter done right, that that gets into the logo zone for me, especially if it's something that you've stayed committed to. So I like that. Uh, I like things fresh and clean. Okay, so so not too much busyness all over the place. You know, typically not a big fan of what Oregon and some of the places do. I want you to stick with something, which I think Kurt's already kind of alluded to. And I don't think you know, necessarily tradition is, but, or, uh, or a uh, winning program or not, but, but the tradition of a helmet, I don't know how it doesn't creep into your head. If you've just simply seen a helmet more since you were a kid, which let's be honest, puts some of the programs, you know, it, you know, kind of starting out with a one tied behind their back, but I'm just trying to be honest that that's part of it. And then the last thing I would just have is there are just simply some colors that I like more than other colors. Uh, and that's just going to always play into it. So, all right, should we get right into the list? All right. Number 14 coming up on the rear is the Maryland Terrapin helmet. Kurt. Yeah. You know, the thing about the, the, the hel- helmet from Maryland it, standalone, it's loud. It's, too much it's not it's honestly it's not terrible if it's going with a pretty muted uniform reference to what dustin said they don't really do that at oregon it's kind of you know they got the same logo on their shoulders too which just is overdoing it their all of their fonts on their their jersey really busy a lot of outlines so it could be better with a different uniform underneath it it's just too loud for me. I agree with that. It's very busy. And I feel like another thing, maybe this is a criteria that I just didn't mention, but I feel like when I turn on a game, I want to know who's playing. And typically the way you do that is when you see a helmet. And there's just too much color. There's too much possessed. Like, and by the way, has Maryland ever had a good helmet? Yeah, They had the one with the turtle holding the flag, which wasn't yeah. bad. And I feel I, like you could do this tastefully and have a smaller flag on the side and it could be pretty good. Or they could just implement like the, 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 the flag, the state flag colors into the center stripe right. and go with the solid color. I feel like that would be so much better, but yeah. there's just so much happening. Yeah. Wow. That. And oh, yes, I will dude. say one thing about Maryland is they toned it down a bit on their helmet. They used to have the Maryland on the back of the helmet, like written yeah. across the back, and they took that off, which was a great move. It looks better now. So uh, uh, Big Kurt and DS both had Maryland 14, so you both were in lockstep. This might surprise you. I had Maryland all the way up to 11th. It's grown on me a little bit. The point that Kurt just pointed out, how it's and, – and by the way, when they first got into the Big Ten, I, I have to I have to plead ignorance here – I didn't even know that was the Maryland state flag. I haven't spent a lot of time in that state. Once I got that explained to me, it did help my acceptance of the helmet. But ultimately, I really only want two colors for for a team. And when you start mixing in the black and gold with the red and and white that that I I would put in, that that to me just puts it into the too much rank. But not too, you know, not too bad. I have them 11th. And and I will say I my favorite clean uniform and this plays into it is is that Terps uniform that that's red, it's predominantly red with the white uniform, and they just have Terps on the side. That that to me is their best kit right there. And I know we're just talking about helmets, but that's not the state flag helmet right there. Right. So right. that plays in. Okay, I will say I've spent a lot of time in the state of Maryland. Worked for a company for seven. 
15 years whose headquarters were there. And that flag is everywhere in the state. So that's that's one thing I will give credit to Maryland yes. for is they are playing to their audience. That's true. That's true. And that is something I've learned. You're right. Every time you see Maryland in any capacity outside, it's the flag. I mean, it's it's everything. So, all right, moving on to number 13, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights helmet DS. Or excuse me, Kurt. Yep, pretty plain, a little too plain. Uh, Rutgers, thank you for the gloss. In a world where the group think says, go Matt, all the time, they've got a glossy red helmet. That's probably my favorite thing about their helmet. But just the white R, first of all, the the block letter is unoriginal. There's, there's a bunch of them in the Big Ten. I think there's at least seven of them in the Big Ten. In fact, I believe I have seven in a row that are just block helmets. And uh, here's the other thing. So much potential with the night. And they used to use it in the past. They don't use it anymore. I stole think my, they got to do something thunder with the there. night. Stole my thunder there. Yeah. Okay. Diaz? Yeah. I mean, like, if you're Rutgers, you have to be cutting edge. You have to be, you have to do something a little, and you don't have to be Maryland, but do something a little bit more, uh, with a little bit more pizzazz. It's just too boring. Like, it gives off blue blood vibes but they're nowhere close to being a blue blood so i don't i just want to see it mix up it just it it screams 11 o'clock kickoff to me i don't know why but it does <laughs> it is unremarkable that's the word i yes. have written down um uh big Kurt had ruckers 12 <clears throat> ds had ruckers 12 i had ruckers 13 uh so i ranked them a little bit harder uh ds nailed it uh, if i could go back in time i would go to ruckers long time ago 30 years ago and say white knight or, or red knight if it's if you're switching it up but it they had they have such potential to just have like an outline of a knight where maybe you just see it's like eyes in the center or something like that i don't know you it could it could okay. have like it, it could have like a mandalorian look yeah. to it you yes. know with with the you know with like a visor thing and the knight if that was it and it was something simple that a seven-year-old and eight-year-old could draw that's what you had the potential for for ruckers but we just have a a forgettable R. It's just, it's right. just unfortunate. Yeah, think of a night helmet in the vein of the Sparty logo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's a, there's just so much potential there, and they're just ignoring it. Yep. Yep. It's just a Rutgers R. All right. Moving on to number twelve. Sorry, Big Kurt. We have the Illinois Fighting Illini helmet at number twelve. Kurt, I'm, I'm not offended. I mean, I ranked them ten, and the reason I ranked them uh, ahead of a couple is, um is that they're a little, they've got the orange color. So it's a little, the color is a little more unique. So I ranked them one spot ahead of Indiana. But here's what I'll say about the orange now. It's puke. It's garbage. That matte orange is the ugliest freaking helmet color, I think, in all of college football. If they, and it, if, so the other thing uh, that I guess maybe I didn't stress enough is just standardization. What is your helmet? We know what their helmet is now. We didn't really know that before Bielema got there because they would just rotate it all the time. The standard is the orange helmet, and that thing is as ugly as sin. <laughs> now, the black eye is fine. Just go back to the glossy. When they had glossy orange, it looked good. I can't. I had Illinois ranked 13th here, uh, strictly because I was such a fan, and I don't think you like this, Kurt. I was such a fan of the Giants-type logo uh the the illinois across the helmet i love the glossy look orange and blue 
That combo is has got so much potential. I love I loved the way that old helmet would pop with the dark blue uniform. I loved how that popped. So I put them 13th strictly because I'm still pissed off that they changed it. And you know what? They they don't use as dark of a blue as they did when I was in school. And I so I agree with you. Yeah. The orange helmet off that super dark blue, yeah. like the bear's dark blue right. popped so good. Well, you're, you guys are hitting on the stuff that you're leading into me. Perfect. So, DS, who are we to, to disagree with Kurt, right? The Illinois fan, right. but man, I'm with you. The giant style Illinois is what I grew up with. That's <laughs> Kurt's. Kurt's just has the big thumb down on the screen. I'm. I know Kurt. I. I. I respect your opinion, but I also respectfully disagree. That's the Illinois helmet, and I know it's even good. Put your thumb down. <laughs> you distracted me. Um. I, I and I'm going against my own, you know, rules here because um I like block letters or 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 a logo. This is my exception, is is the Illinois cross. Here's something I just always think about is one of my favorite uniforms in all of the NFL is the Chicago Bears. And what we what we're talking about here, it's kind of the same color schemes. I wonder if there's a situation going on with the with the Illinois, you know, athletic department over the years where they realize that their colors are too similar to the bears. So they try to do this extracurricular activity to separate themselves away from the bears, but they're trying too hard. Just, just copy the bears. Give me maybe the Illinois or something that I can stick with for the helmet. And if it's more Navy blue with orange to pop, man, I think it would work better. Okay. I'm putting up the stop sign. Cause I'm telling you, stop talking. The bears stole our colors, not the other way around. Okay. Don't say don't say copy the bears. Bears are copying us. And speaking of copying, the, the underlined Illinois thing, you're just ripping off the Giants. Why, why is it okay to just say, well, we're going to be an and, you know, and and one. Let's do that too. But it works. Now, if it works, if you, it works. Okay. Uh, oh, again, let's compromise. How about it says Illini instead of Illinois? Ooh, I and, would, oh, I, I would be on board okay, with that. I'll do yeah. that. I'll, I'll be do on board that. with that. Fine. Yeah. Let's okay. do that. I, Wow. I have to I have to admit I think for me it was strictly nostalgia like I would turn tune into an Illinois and I knew who was playing I just I remember as a kid grow like I would root for Illinois because I love those helmets and I love that uniform and yes. it, it is it is different I will say that it is yeah. different to have your entire you know school spelled out all right yeah continue all right so just to recap real quick 14 Maryland 13 Rutgers 12 Illinois that gets us to number 11 the Indiana. Hoosiers, BK. Okay, this one I could go a little bit higher because the IU fork is is unique. But here's the thing: is that even their helmet? I, when I don't know what your actual standard helmet is, you get demerits. That's why I had Indiana down at eleven. I think they've kind of you know dialed it in, and I think the IU fork is now their standard helmet. But they've they've changed it so much over the years. There's a, there was a time when they never wore the fork anymore. There was a time when they just wore the black eye. They've done the candy stripe chrome thing. They've done a bunch of other stuff. So if you just pick that one and go with it, I would I can rank you higher then. I think for me, I, I'm a big fan in the same vein of the Illinois Giants logo. I'm a big fan of Indiana, the football team, ripping off the basketball team and just going with the script Indiana on the helmet. I don't disagree. Like, I think the pitchfork is fine, but for whatever reason, that script Indiana, especially when it's nice and big, it looks really good. I'm not going to disagree. No, um, all great points. Uh, 
one of the colors that I struggle with always have is red. Um, but I don't know. Indiana's it's a little bit different red uh, to me that that doesn't offend me as much. Uh, and then actually it's, it's a crimson crimson. Right. Correct. Right. So I must like crimson more than straight red. And then um, uh, I'm with the 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 IU, the pitchfork deal. I believe that should be it. That that should be it. But I do like the script Indiana as a different helmet. And by the way, if I'm running the college football universe or at least one program, we have a standard helmet. Eleven of twelve games. Only one game can you branch off. By the, yeah, okay, Kurt. Kurt, I I meant to actually say that before. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, we probably should have brought that up before. I agree with you. The eleven out of twelve, absolutely. Look, I like alternates. Everyone likes alternates, but if it's always alternate, is it really alternate? Thank you. Thank you. Right. So so that's what it would be for Indiana. For me, it would be 11 out of 12, the IU pitchfork, and then give me the script Indiana with some funky other uniforms or something like that. I I, I would like that. A candy-striped helmet, you know, as a nod, that's another thing I've thought about. But just stick with the logo, stay consistent. The IU pitchfork well, would, would they, be a great way. They have done the candy-striped helmet. They, they yep. did a chrome candy-stripe, yeah. I, I liked it. And then you guys have been pretty consistent, by the way. So we have Indiana at 11th. You both have them at 11th. I had Indiana all the way up at 7th, uh, mostly because I do like that that pitchfork and the colors kind of pop to me. All right, next one up, number 10, the Northwestern Wildcats. BK? Wow. I, you know, I am a, a very, very proud Wisconsin, or a Northwestern hater. We all know that that team from Evanston can't stand them. However, when they wear their standard helmet, which this is this is a demerit, I did rank them at third, all the way up at third. I could probably have gone lower. That, that surprised me, sir. That okay. surprised me because they they rarely wear this one anymore. So I probably should have had them lower, admittedly. But when they wear their traditional old purple color helmet, which by the way I'm colorblind, so it probably doesn't look the same as it does to you. It's and I of all. Okay, of all of the block letter fonts, the N from Northwestern is the coolest font. And they have the the purple with the white face mask and that awesome font. And I just love that one. And then when, when they finally break it out, I'm gaga. Wow. Okay, so again, we're at 10th for Northwestern. Kurtz got Northwestern third. Yes. DS, you had Northwestern 10th. Talk through it. Uh uh, I don't know if I can. Kurt gave such a great pitch as to why it should be higher. And now I'm kind of doubting myself, to be honest with you. Um, I think when I initially thought of this, I was thinking in the same vein as Rutgers. It's just kind of there. It's just kind of blah. Nothing really all that exciting. But now that I think, I think, and especially now when I think about how it looks under the lights, it does look pretty good. I feel like it's not a bad spot to be in at number 10. I don't. I don't know the tra- maybe okay. it's because maybe it's because they they mix out so many different helmets yes. now and I can't figure out what is their actual helmet that might be what played into my decision but I think Kurt's onto something with their traditional helmet um, because it it is a it, it's a solid look. I give Kurt credit for putting you know forth a good argument. Yeah. I I still think he's fighting for. Uh, uh, he's like a lawyer fighting for somebody that we all know is guilty <laughs> in my mind. I don't know if you've noticed if somebody's really detailed, they know that I have not given my 14th ranked helmet, which is the Northwestern Wildcats. So this is crazy to me. Kurt is third 
uh, uh, I'm 14th and DS is pretty much right in between us for, for this helmet. It's just a mess, Kurt. I'm sorry, Kurt. Number one, purple, please. That That is not a manly color. That's when, when like, when they make the winning team on a Hollywood football movie and they, they pick a color, they're, they're not picking purple for the team that everybody is cheering for. Purple is the team that they play like third game that you, that doesn't even hardly get a mention. Purple just doesn't do it for me along with the fact that they haven't, they don't stick with anything. It's, it's all over the board. It, it, it does not work for me. The Gothic end do not like, I'm sorry to be so negative. And, and, Maybe the maybe the performance on the field the last couple of years is playing into my head as well, but I do think there's potential for me to like it better. But what's getting served up to me now, I put him 14th. And for those that are curious, the Northwestern purple just looks like a really bright blue to me, like okay. a midnight blue. I wish I could spend a weekend with you <laughs> with all with with the full range of colors. It would be interesting to see how things would get switched up. All right, we have a tie for eighth. So I went with the team that had the lowest rank out of these two teams. So tied for eighth going first is the Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah, so another block letter team. You know, you just, you're never going to be, you can't be number one. You could be number three for me with a block letter, but you're never going to be number one. The, The motion W just, I don't know. It just never really grabbed me. I, their old W wasn't great either. So I don't blame them for changing it. And the weird thing is it's kind of hard to change now. They've had that same helmet for, since what, 91 or 90 or so. I can't remember the exact year, but we're going on over 30 years that they've been playing winning football with that helmet. So yep. I think you're stuck with it. There's not much to it. It's blah. It's eh. But at the same time, I ranked them nine. Yes, I, I, so I love this helmet. Um, I love the Wisconsin, and I think it's because, and I'm going to probably talk about both sides of my mouth when we fifth get here. further down. The, 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 S yeah. has got, the S has got Wisconsin all the way up at fifth. I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth when we talk later, but I love that it occupies a lot of that helmet. I love how giant that W is. And I think that when you get a night game in Camp Randall Stadium, the way it looks against that red jersey, I don't, I don't know. It's just a good. I, I just so like I know what I'm getting when I see that helmet, and it's just, it's the same but different. Like it is a block letter, it's a, it's a motion letter, but it's just, it's not what you see from. It doesn't. A lot of the other ones don't occupy the whole helmet the way the Wisconsin was does. So I, I love this helmet. It's one of my favorites. I give the Wisconsin helmet high marks from what. Uh, uh, I think both of you, especially Kurt, have pointed out they've stuck with it. So, so it that is why it's where it's at for me, which is tenth. Uh, which I know isn't a, a great ranking. Don't get me wrong, but I would actually have it lower just because of the W. I don't know if there's any Lord of Rings fans, but I've always joked and called it the helmet looks like the white hand of Saruman when he just takes the white paint and slaps the orc on the head and and it just winds up. That's what that's what it looks like to me. I know the whiskey, the, the 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 W is actually red. It just doesn't work for me. I I, I always forget that it's called the motion W. It's just it, it's just a disgusting W to me, but they've stuck with it. So I have got to give them credit. That's one of my criteria. The second you see the helmet, you know, it's Wisconsin. So that's where it's at for me. The helmet that it was tied with also at eighth is 
the Purdue Boilermakers. You know what? We'll let Diaz go first. You break down Purdue, then we'll go Kurt, then me. I mean, this is all nostalgia for me. I, I loved the old – so I think because it's gold, because it's got the golden black, the way it, the black kind of contrasts and pops. What I will say, though, is in this, it, like I talked about with Illinois, nostalgia plays a factor here. I hate the single stripe down the middle. I loved when they had the black, white, black stripe. I thought it looked better. Um, I just like the way the gold helm and, – and for the love of God, Purdue – Stick with gold, black, gold. Yes. That is the best uniform combination. It could be one of the best uniform in terms of aesthetics and colors in the Big Ten, in my opinion. But they're kind of like some of these other teams we've mentioned. They switch it up too damn much, go with all black. I don't mind it every once in a while, but gold, black, gold. It's just – it's to me, it was a homer pick. I like the gold. I like the way it looks. Stick with the gold helmet. DS, I disagree. With nothing you said right there. Hmm. Absolutely spot on. They got to go back to 11 games out of 12, wear the gold helmet. Yeah. And by the way, amongst the the block letter helmets, the, they need to lean into the leaning P because the leaning P is a pretty good one. Yeah, it's it's one of the better ones. Um, to be honest, I could go much higher with Purdue if they would just wear that helmet more. And the other thing, I'm just going to give them demerits for putting the train tracks on a bunch of their helmets. It's so stupid. Get rid of that. And and again, just stick with one helmet, please. And and have it be the gold. It's a, it's a beautiful gold. And yes, gold, black, gold, please. Yes. Yes. And, and because I like the gold, black, gold so much, that's why I have Purdue ranked pretty high. Uh, by the way, Big Kurt's got him eighth. Dustin's got him seventh. I also, I have him ninth, so we're kind of painting the board right around the same spot right there. The black, gold, black, uh, or uh, or the gold, black, gold, excuse me, is what I picture in my head. It's a good-looking P. You know, I don't know if P's the strongest single letter that you could have on a helmet, but that is what I picture Another reason I had Purdue a little bit higher than a couple of these helmets, when they do go different helmet, I do like the train tracks as a switch up, okay? Not not standard. And then I don't know why, but the white seems to really pop and work with the helmet for Purdue. And then the last thing I would say is when they do the the Moonraker helmets or whatever, when they do the nod for the for, for the astronaut. I, I so I again I want the the gold black gold P to be there eleven out of twelve times, but the train tracks for that other one, and then the next year you can switch it to the the astronaut ones. I I like those helmets; they work with me. How do how do Purdue fans feel about the the uh, uh, astronaut helmets? That's a good question. I don't like it. Okay, but <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that they into it. I just I'm not a fan of it. I can, I am, I'm okay with the, with the black helmet for a game, maybe two games. I don't hate the train tracks as much, but the, the gold is what I grew up with. So I I love the gold. All right. So that gets us halfway through. I will start Maryland from the bottom and just give a little recap. Maryland, Rutgers, Illinois at 12, Indiana at 11, Northwestern at 10 and tied for eight is Wisconsin and Purdue. That's at the halfway mark. In my humble opinion, we now have reached a different plateau. Little, little better helmets from here on out from the last seven we broke down, in my opinion. Number seven, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. BK? Okay, no, another one where I really like this block letter. I've always, my entire life, 
love that just unique block M. It's different than any other one out there. Their color combo is great too. The maroon with the the gold has unique. always been great unique. to me. I very unique. Um, and they've they've stuck with that block M pretty much. I mean that my whole life pretty much. Now, I will say one thing I don't like is they added the stripe. Minnesota was kind of known for not having a stripe on their helmet. I I loved the first of all I like the ones in the kill area era when they went matte, but the ones right before that when they it was the shiny maroon with just the black gam. Yes, that was a great helmet. And back great then helmet. they had some of the best, maybe the best uniforms in the Big Ten. They went a little bit too fancy pants for me, but still a very good helmet overall. Yeah, th- this is one where I I like the helmet more than I like the old uniform. Um, and Minnesota is another one where if you had the traditional helmet, it would be a lot better, but they, they mix it up. I think every game, like they've become almost Oregon. Like they, they keep the same colors, but they mix it up so frequently. I do actually like the, this people are going to hate me. I love the cartoon Goldie. I love the cartoon Goldie helmet. No, I don't hate, I I love it as an alt. Yes. The the small one, not the giant gopher head, like the small, no, like they used to have on the basketball court. I agree. That logo. Um, so I don't I don't think the old helmet and uniform combination looked as good, but as a helmet itself, I like this is a good helmet. I think the I think the uniqueness of the block is what sets it apart. That's what I got. Uniqueness of the block M, uniqueness of the maroon and gold. You just, you know, they're in a, a, a color scheme all by themselves. Those are things that that I really like. Low marks on how much they they switching it up. I mean, they started it a little bit with kill. It's just gone crazy under Bolt Boy. Like I, I just stick with like I. I would even say I'll just go ten out of twelve games. You can give me two games. Get I'll take one road game and one home game for you to switch it up. It's like it's like half and half. It might even be more alternate uniforms to their standard yeah. uniform like like it's it's getting ridiculous let's rein this thing back in stick with the block m mostly maroon and gold and that goldie is oh my god i don't even know what it's, i remember the first time i saw it <laughs> on twitter i thought it was a joke i'm like they're not putting a cartoon goldie on their helmet and by god they rolled those helmets out when they actually played a tackle football contest i could not take that stupid buck. It's a it's a lawn rat with buck teeth. How can I t- seriously? Please take that thing away, or at least I don't know. Just if it's like a combination of Kids Day and they're playing Directional Michigan, <laughs> that's it. That is it. Otherwise, do not bring freaking Goldie back out. Minnesota fans are going to roast me for that, but I am what I am. And by the way, I had Minnesota all the way at six. Kurt and I both had Minnesota at six and DS had them at eight. So I had them pretty high. By the way, get the ore off the middle of the helmet (laughs) too. Get that. That is one thing. I I don't hate PJ Fleck, but that ore drives me. That is, I generally don't think PJ Fleck is as much about him. He's about himself. He's not as much about himself as everybody says, but that that is 1000% like, look at me. I would I would say PJ uh, uh, is definitely about himself, but he's about himself because he believes that's what is the best yes. thing for his right. football program. That is, that is what I believe. It is going too far when you put the ore on the helmet. This is not traditional to Minnesota at all. 
the train tracks are they have something to do with the boilermakers all right it's a little bit kitschy right. i i get it but purdue boilermakers and you know the train has always been a part of their school not the case with the or you really can't do it and by the way i've heard other minnesota fans say that too it's not just it's not just a, a purdue iowa and, and illinois fan saying that with the or all right that was number seven number six here we go it's time for some fireworks Penn State, Nittany Lions. Kurt, go ahead. Okay, so you kind (laughs) of nailed it there earlier in this podcast, and you said, if you're watching a Hollywood movie, the losing team, what do they look like? They look like Penn State. (laughs) They always make them look like clowns, like like they have no identity. Now, I will give them a, a nod because they've been doing the same thing for a long time, and they have dedicated themselves to having the worst helmet, and they've embraced it. But they're aesthetically, I, I'm, I'm not going to give them a zero aesthetically. I'll give them a one because they have a stripe on the helmet. A zero would be removing the stripe and having just a plain white helmet. But there is nothing pleasing to me you know, about this helmet other than it's been their helmet for a long time. And when you look at that helmet, you know who you're watching. It's Penn State. A so, nod to so Diaz. So, so wait, I, wait, wait. As we transition from Diaz, from Kurt to Diaz, I wanted to point out this is our biggest. It, you yeah, can only get look, one, you can only get one gap bigger. Diaz okay, so, has them uh number one. Kurt has them 13. We are 12 yeah. spots away from each other. Pretty inc- between you two. And originality is a zero for sure. So they do have an identity. They do have continuity. That's why I didn't go 14. Okay. Yes. So here's what I would, this is going to be my only argument to this. Happy Happy Valley ain't so happy after listening to Kurt just now. No kidding. So this is going to be my only counter argument because you can't really talk about the helmet because as Kurt said, there's really nothing on it. So, right. But when those, when that team runs out of the tunnel, under the lights at Happy Valley, the way that white pops in that light, the white, blue, white combination, it it legitimately gives me goosebumps. I don't care whether Penn State wins by 75 or loses by 100 points when they take the field. But when I see that, like, that army of white helmets rushing out the tunnel on a night game, it, it just gives me goosebumps. You know who you're watching. And by the way, the all-white uniforms, really good look too, I think. Like, I just, I don't know. It just goes so well together. I give them credit because of, they they, they haven't conformed to anything. I know Kurt hates every second of this, but I I love that helmet. Oh my gosh, it's so nice, Diaz, to have somebody else on this podcast because <laughs> one of our, for, for this uniform alone is what I mean. If you go all the way back to our original first podcast, it was uniform ranking and, and well, Kurt and I okay, fought. Hold on. Okay, First one we recorded, not our first published. Correct, correct. We didn't right. publish it to like the 40th-ish uh, yep. podcast. And we were drunk and we thought we were way cooler. But anyways, yeah. this was this was our first fight on the podcast was this uniform. So it's nice to have DS in my corner. In fact, he's even more deeper into the corner than I am explaining uh, Penn State. I want to build on what Dustin said about the helmets coming out at, at night. So this is what I always think about is so back in the day, this was like 2004 or five, something like that. I got my first uh, HD TV. That, yes, that's right, kids. At one point, it, it, not everybody on the universe had an HD TV. It was a Mitsubishi DLP 
That was that is old old technology. Kurt would would remember that. That thing was this. There's electric cars that are as big as that TV is that was down in my basement at my house in South Minneapolis. But I swear that DLP technology had some of the sharpest uh, uh, picture, probably because I, I was comparing it to analog, you know, type of view, and then it was it was uh, HD. I get that. But one of the first helmets I remember in the lights was the white Nittany Lion helmet, and it just popped, man. It, it I remember that helmet, and it, for the NFL, the Indianapolis Colts, those helmets just popped, and it's the white, it's the bright white, it's the lights. It, I love it. It's clean, it's iconic, it's almost everything I'm looking for in a helmet. It just does, it has no logo, so I can't put it at the top. Okay, so basically... The only thing you guys can say positive about it aesthetically is you think it looks good at night on TV. You know, no, what? I no, I like the freshness. I like yeah. the I like the simplicity and I like the iconic. So no, that's not true. There's other things I like. But about no, it. I no no, I'm talking aesthetically, not iconic. What do you I, like aesthetically about this helmet? I think its simplicity is how it states yeah. itself aesthetically. Okay, let's say that they let's say Penn State was Kansas football. Would you feel the same way? We gotta Probably get not. We gotta get this guy some oat brand or something, man. I, I, I think was just gonna say he sounds a little back. He sounds a little backed up, DS. I was just gonna say, how can a guy who has a cereal with dates in it in his top five hate this? Hate this <laughs> now, now, Dustin, sense. hold on. Makes no sense. Stop, stop making sense, Dustin. Not allowed on this podcast. You're, you're. You're gone. You're bad. How do you how do you access one part of your brain for the cereal and completely <laughs> opposite for the, the helmets? It makes Dustin Shooty so is change of schedule. Dustin Shooty will not be doing the coaches' rankings. <laughs> You've got oh, you never you oh. never disappoint, my man. <laughs> All right, I, it, should we keep talking about Penn State for twenty more minutes, or should we probably move on? All right, now we are into the top five. At number five is the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah, I I had them at seven. I'm looking at my list. That's probably too high, but but I will give them credit. It is an identity. They've been doing it forever. So those are two big pluses, but it's basically Penn State on steroids, but they're not even very good steroids because the N is just, it's a sans serif font. There's no serif on the font. It's just three sticks. Let's put three sticks together and form an N. And it's way too small. So there's just not a lot going on aesthetically, but they do have some positives. I think this is this is in the same vein as the, as the Penn State for me. I, I think we're catching on to something here with the white. I do wish the N was a little bit bigger, but I think because it's traditional, because of the way it pops against the uniform, form i have that one pretty high i'd probably just make the same arguments i just made for penn state and i like the way the the white and the red works together big kurt's got nebraska at seven ds has got nebraska all the way up at third i have nebraska at eight uh don't get me wrong i like this helmet just fine okay it's 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 definitely iconic it's simple it's fresh i like the white very much i like a ton of things about this helmet it's the Netflix end. It just yeah. doesn't do it for me. And then the other thing that I don't hold understand. On, hold on. Wait a second. Hop, 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 hop. Nebraska was there a long time before Netflix. I'm I'm ne- being derog- I'm being derogatory hold when on. I say Netflix end. I just wanted to give Netflix a Netflix has a Nebraska end. Okay. I like fair, that. fair enough. Fair enough. 
don't like it either way. Don't care who came up with it. It's too simple of an end. The other thing that I don't get is the logo N on different parts of the campus, different parts of their uniforms. Then they switch it to a block N. Why the block N? And I know Nebraska fans are going to scream at me and give me the tradition of there's a, I'm sure there's a reason why the, the same, the stick N the AKA Netflix N is, is on their helmet. I'm sure there's a reason behind it. It, you can explain it to me and explain the history. It doesn't mean I have to, to like it. It's too simple. If I guarantee you, if it was a block N or something different, because I, I you can't put a corn cob on there, and I don't think Huskers is going to work. You know, I think it has to be the block N. If you gave me a good iconic block N, I would have them higher. Fair enough. All right, moving sure. on. Number four, the Michigan State Spartans. Curve. Okay, so Sparty, I absolutely love your white helmet with the Spartan helmet on it. That thing is gorgeous. If you wore that helmet 11 out of 12 games, you would be my number one helmet. Uh, they've had they have a number of helmets that are, they're all really good, by the way. The script state, I think, looks fantastic. They wear a bunch of green ones, some of them aren't great. Let's be honest, you go back to like the 80s, they had the green helmet with the S on one side, which was, it wasn't great, but it was fine. It was something. If you oh, just go with that white helmet, it's freaking gorgeous. So I just don't know what your standard is. Get a standard and you are number one in my book. So you you like the white helmet with the green Spartan yes, logo. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I love it. So I had Michigan State actually number nine on my list. Because of that, if they had, I don't like the green helmet and the white. I don't hate it, but it's not my favorite. If they re, if they reversed it, that would be top three for me. Yep. And 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 I also one thing I miss. I give you bonus points for being green. Seventy percent yes. of athletic teams are either a blue motif or a red, red motif. So if you have something outside of those two, I give you bonus points. Michigan State, you get bonus points. Yes. And I'll be honest with you. I don't even care if it's green on white or white on green. Give me that Sparty logo. You can serve it up and you could take the stripe off the middle of the helmet. You could put it back. You could reverse the colors, but that's that straight Spartan uh, uh, logo. Dude, it just, and and again, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to talk about logos before we even recorded, because that, that to me is it, that needs to be, 11 out of the 12, you know, helmet. If you switch the colors up back and forth, I wouldn't care about that. Meaning you could do one at home and one on the road. If you, if you switch them back with it and then do something chromey or crazy or whatever for the 12th game for the kids day, I don't care about that, but stick with that Spartan logo because I love the Spartan logo so much. That's why I have them ranked all the way at number four. Uh, Kurt has them at number four. DS is the only one that's a little bit out there. At number number nine, you know, I forgot about the block S though, Kurt. Thanks for bringing that up. That's a yeah. that would be a good. Uh, I, it, the other reason I like the block S is because it's state, you know, and it differentiates its uh, its helmet and and program from Michigan. Forgot about the block S. Love that as well. That's another great option they have for their helmet. And if I recall, the S was only on one side of the helmet. Really. Yeah, I remember right. just being kind of weirded out by that one as a kid. Like, oh, that's interesting. That's just plain green on the one side, and then the other side they got a logo. Anything else to add, DS? You guys nailed it. All right, number 14, Maryland. Number 13, Rutgers. Number 12, Illinois. Number 11, Indiana. The 10th helmet, the North 
Western Wildcats tied for eighth, Wisconsin Badgers and the Purdue Boilermakers, number seven, Minnesota, number six, Penn State, number five, Nebraska, number four, Michigan State. We are in to the top three helmets. Number three, a little underranked here, but we are in some tough competition here. The Ohio State Buckeyes. Kurt? Yeah, Ohio's helmet isn't anything <laughs> great to look at, like standalone, just, you know, uh, it's just, just the silver and the stripes. Uh, however, it, it, they do have continuity. They do have identity. I'll get into that a little more. And with the aesthetics, I'm going to take a nod from both of you with Penn State. The metallic, when that thing's under the lights, the way the metallic really pops is, it, that's. And to that's, be clear, you're talking the silver bullet, not when they go yes. literally metallic, bright, shiny metallic, the the standard. Uh, uh, no, I'm talking about. Their standard helmet. Yes, it's yes. got a fl- it's got flakes of metallic yep, in it yep. that, that pops so nice on the screen at night. And then of course the stickers. That's iconic. The yeah, the I mean, that's the sticker is what makes that helmet. That that's why, even though it's a plain helmet, like I think a helmet should and uniforms overall should be a balance between simplicity and and a little flair. It's like a good beer as a balance between malt and hops. There's got to be a both of those. They went a little bit simplistic, but they bring it back with the stickers. I I think the stickers make the helmet, and I don't really have anything else to add as to what Kurt said because I I think he hit the nail on that. The one thing I would add is I, I said I like the way it, kind of the uniform. I wish Ohio State would adopt the LSU method because the silver white silver to me looks a lot better than the silver scarlet silver. Like I think when you see that uniform combination at a night game, hmm. it is whoo, it is good. I, yeah, I don't, you know, what, ten ten years ago, I would not have agreed with you. I agree with you now. The yeah. silver white silver is the way to go for them. Because the way, and I think the way the red hmm. letters pop on that white uniform, I don't. The silver's good anytime, but I just think it it balances well with that white. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you kind of stopped me in the tracks with that because i i agree with you even though you know i went into this argument just saying don't ever touch that helmet ever uh i have so ds has them uh fourth kurt has them fifth i have them second i have them all the way at second uh because it's to me the second most iconic helmet i'm i'm kind of uh you know nudging to to who's number one here in the uh in my rankings anyways um the silver is amazing the fact that it's got the greatest nickname of a helmet i believe in the big 10 with the silver bullets that is fantastic. The Buckeyes. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, getting to know and getting to fall in love with college football when I was a little kid, when my older brother was playing for Iowa, not that I didn't know who Ohio state was, but I just didn't know traditions. Cause I was, you know, nine, 10 years old. And I remember seeing the Buckeyes on the back. And I remember asking Darren, the American, like, what is that? And he probably was annoyed because he hated me for about 15 straight years of his life. And he was just like, That's, they put them on there when they do something good you know, a good game or whatever. And I remember just thinking to myself, that is so cool. And I was so mad that Iowa didn't do that or didn't think about it first. It's such a simple thing. They put stickers on their helmet for good play, good deeds or whatever. You know, I know there's a lot of different criteria. Incredible. Absolutely incredible how it looks under the lights, how it looks during the day. Uh, the, The only thing that made me think about ranking Ohio State lower 
is I get so angry at them when they don't wear their iconic uniform and helmet against Michigan. Like I, it literally, I get, I get so upset when I don't see the standard helmet against Michigan really against any big opponent. I don't want to see it against Penn state. I wish they only did it a couple of times a year with the Alton, the Alton helmets, because you got one of the greatest helmets of all time. Stick with it. All right. That was Ohio state at number three, number two, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Wow. Was I surprised to see Iowa ranked. I don't know, but completely surprised, but a little surprised to see Iowa ranked this high. Kurt, you got the Hawkeyes all the way at number one. I do. And the they pretty much check off every box for me. Originality. Look, Coach Fry said, go make me a good logo. Someone came back with this logo that's unmistakably a hawk, but it's also kind of abstract, but it's cool. Identity. You know exactly who you're watching when you see that helmet. Continuity, my entire lifetime. I don't remember ever watching a game of the Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm an old man. I <laughs> use a cane and a walker sometimes. When you, when you, life, when you get up at 4.30 to go eat breakfast to get down to the breakfast? Correct. Well, and I, then I use my walker on the way to the bathroom <laughs> after I've had a coffee and my my raisin bran or my whatever. Dates. Just got to get warmed dates. up by that afternoon pickleball game. <laughs> but then also aesthetically, a black helmet, uh, it doesn't get cooler than that in football and with the just the 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 bright yellow stripe and then the and the, here's the other thing. The logo is so cool, so cool it has its own name, the Tiger Hawk. I, there's literally I can't say a bad thing about this helmet. Wow. I'm blushing. DS. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I'm supposed to follow that up. Uh I think Kurt hit the nail on that. I think because of its originality, because it sets it apart. I know I kind of had it a little bit lower on the list because of the some of the traditional names here, but I think the originality actually having the hawk on the helmet, not a block letter, sets it apart and not being plain sets it apart. So, And it looks really good under the Kinnick, Kinnick Stadium lights. Yeah, so Kurt's got him one. DS has got Iowa six behind Wisconsin – which is basically fighting words. Like I, I, I now that I, I see this list in front of me, I, 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 now I have a reason to not invite you back for the second race. That's true. Spot. Yeah, that's that's a little crazy. No, obviously, it's all personal choice. I had Iowa third. I had Ohio State in front of Iowa. I mean, I think Kurt hit hit the nail on the head. Uh, love me some, love me some, Coach Fry. You know, I love Aiden Fry. The fact that he was smart enough to understand branding. When he got to Iowa City and says, and I think he thought the same thing with me. We need a logo. We need something that everybody points at and knows that's who we are. And the fact that we've only had two coaches in the last 40 years, I think has added to the fact, and, and one of them being Kirk Ferentz, and you know he doesn't want to mess with that helmet. So it is just, it has stayed there. Black works. I think black and the gold contrast. The only thing that I would tweak is I wish it was a little bit more gold than 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 the yellow that 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 would just be a little bit teeny tiny tweak i don't want to go all the way to gold to purdue but maybe just a little bit less uh, of the yellow that's the only thing i've ever pointed out that not liked about uh iowa's uniforms and the helmet pretty much is the exact same thing so number one if you've kind of been following along you know who it is it's the michigan wolverines big curve yeah so i have the i have them too obviously a great helmet obviously iconic Aesthetically, I give them a thumbs up. Continuity, you can't get better. They've used the same helmet since 1938. Identity, 
at least when you're watching FBS, you know exactly who you're watching. Originality, not as great because everyone just thinks this is a Michigan thing. Um, you guys, are you familiar with the name Fritz Chrysler, both of you? Because of you, I am, yes. <laughs> okay. Iconic, like amazing coach, at, like, you know, iconic coach at, at Michigan. And he did start this when he was at Princeton before he was at Michigan. And back in the, in those days, in the thirties, the type of helmet that they wore had these pieces of leather. Each of those pieces of leather was called a plate and they basically painted the different plates. It's not like they thought of this winged helmet. They painted one plate, which became the front. And then there were three stripes and they painted each of those stripes. So there was a bunch of teams that did this back in the day. Believe it or not, Ohio State used to have a winged helmet. Michigan State had a winged helmet. IU had a winged helmet. Currently, Delaware does. Princeton does still. Actually, Princeton went away from it, brought it back a number of years back. And right down the street from you there, Greek, yep. in St. Peter, Gustavus Adolphus has a winged helmet. So not a, I don't give them super high marks on originality, but they are. it is somewhat unique. So they check off most boxes. I think it's good, just not quite as good as the Iowa helmet. I think there's something to be said with having that kind of unique look and not steering away from it. Because how easy would it have been for them to go with like a traditional uh, blue helmet and then a maze block M and kind of go with the rest of the Big Ten? So I think the fact that it's original, the fact that it's stuck around for so long, the colors are fantastic, the way they, they contrast each other other looks good at night uh the one thing that i hate and i honestly off the top of my head i can't think of if they're doing it now or not but get rid of any helmet stickers you put on that sacred piece of football memorabilia like it's i you they are ruining it if they put the helmet stickers on there that's my only complaint and i don't remember if jim harbaugh does it or if they did it when they've done it but i know i've seen the the michigan helmet with helmet stickers just get rid of that your helmet's perfect. You don't need to add stickers. You don't need to be Ohio State or anybody else. Just be Michigan. It looks fantastic. Uh, maybe like a commemorative sticker that you put on or, you know, some somebody passed away or something like that. That's fine. But I agree. Keep yeah. it clean and off the helmet. Not only do I think Michigan has the greatest helmet in the Big Ten, not only do I think Michigan has the greatest helmet in college football, I think Michigan has the greatest helmet in all of sports. It is that great. The colors do it for me. The maze and blue are, are just incredible. If if you if if in some parallel universe, you know, the, the college football was what it was, but this helmet didn't exist, and somebody introduced that helmet this year, people would say, "What in the hell is that? That is the craziest thing in the world." But it's not, it didn't just get introduced. It got introduced a hundred years ago. It has been there ever since. I just love it. I mean, it is absolutely fantastic. I, I would think even maybe some Ohio State and Michigan State fans, if you got them drunk enough and and got them off the record, would even admit this this is this is such a great helmet. Wouldn't change a thing. They they do a good job of of sticking with it. Every now and then, they get a little bit weird, I guess. But I would say they get high marks. No logo, but it's a design. I feel like a design is like a logo's you know, first cousin, it's they're, 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 they're close to each other. Michigan is the number one spot for me. They deserve it. Fantastic. And, and this didn't factor into my ranking at all, but I do give my minor demerit for going with the, the whole Matt group think deal. Just 
go back to your your glossy the glossy helmet looks but they don't stick with it they don't overdo it yeah they do you know they always go matte Mm -hmm. now they do yep i'd have to i guess maybe i'd have to look a little bit deeper into it but yep i'd love to see him go back glossy please do that all right um so that gives us our top 14 but we got a little bit of bonus helmet action for you here i threw this out to to ds and kurt we're not there yet but very soon we're gonna have two other teams in the big 10 usc and ucla so what we decided to do is just say hey where would these helmets rank if we were ranking them and what our aggregate scores came back let's just Bust both of them up right or right together, if you don't mind. USC was all the way at second, with UCLA being at fourth. That is how well UCLA ranked. Uh, Big Kurt had USA USC one A, which meant Iowa was one B. I would assume, nope. or, or am I doing that wrong? Correction. Correction. I had I had UCLA, or excuse one. me, USC. No, I had UCLA as one B. And USC is three B. So I guess you oh I, I, I throw I UCLA is in at two. Okay. And then throw USC in at four for me. Gotcha. Okay, my bad. I wrote that down wrong. DS had USC at four and UCLA at three. Am I saying that correctly? Yep. Okay. I had USC second. I had UCLA all the way down at seventh. So <laughs> Big Kurt, we'll start with you again. You had high marks for both USC and UCLA at three A and three B. Go for it. Yeah, both iconic helmets. UCLA has a really unique color combo of gold and that powder blue. I mean, their uniforms overall are amazing, but just on their helmet alone. And then the script UCLA, you know who you're watching. I I mean, obviously it's been the same my whole lifetime. Has it been the same since the universe was created? I don't was there ever a time when they didn't have that helmet? It's there's I just have nothing bad to say about this helmet. I could go below Michigan. But I went above Michigan. I went with 1B just under Iowa. USC, I love this one too. Again, kind of like the Gophers, good color combo with that that maroonish red and then the, the, the gold. They had a, their Trojan for a while was too small and they were kind of behind the times. They've made it a little bit larger. I think maybe they need to just beef it up a little bit more too. Love the gray face mask for USC. Um, so along the same lines as uh, as Sparty here, and again, Sparty, if you just had a standard, you'd be even higher than USC, but I put him above Sparty. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think I really like the gold and the UCLA. I think the tradition there, um, I think Kurt hit everything on the, on the head. I think USC to me also, I had them a little bit lower. They are very original with the Trojan helmet. I feel like that's, if Rutgers went with something similar to like what USC has, we'd have them higher on this list. But I think for both schools, I think it's also the color combination. I think those are very unique. Maybe it's because we don't really have those same colors in the Big Ten as color combinations. Maybe that's why I ranked them so high. But that's, again, like you know who you're watching. You know those games. Like I I don't know if I have much else to add. I think that the – by the way, I think UCLA's gold, I I don't – it's got kind of that same feeling as the – as the Ohio State silver. Am I crazy on that? Like, I think it's a step up from the Purdue gold. Got Yeah, mm. it's different. It's, it's yeah, got more I, layers yeah. to it. I yeah. think you might be right, yeah. Um, I had UCLA seventh, and I got to be honest with you, I love my 
list. I'm, I'm strong with my list, my Big Ten list, but I think maybe I have UCLA underranked here as the seventh helmet uh, if if we join them on. Um, powder blue works. Uh, the gold works. The 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 commitment to sticking with the UCLA works. DS Kurt, you th- thanks for educating me. I need to whoever redo this with with USC and UCLA as a part of the mix i think they might rank higher uh great great uh helmet i got usc all the way at second i I mean i'm keeping michigan one i would i would listen to a debate between usc and ohio state as the second best helmet out of those two but man the fact that they've done a great job sticking with the trojan the colors itself the no stripe down the middle i don't know what it is you know I like the 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 logos or the icons or whatever you want to say it. They they're they're hitting a home run with that. The USC uniform and just in general is just oh man, it's a great kit. As far as the entire kit, USC would take a run at number one. Uh, when I saw USC in person in the Orange Bowl, I, I I was just you know amazed at how great the uniforms looked. And oh, by the way, the song girls just always kind of being close uh, to the uniform and the helmet themselves. It all works together to romanticize that helmet and and the uniform to me. So USC, don't don't you change it? Uh, uh, keep keep doing what you're doing because it's a it's a great helmet and a great kit. You know, it's amazing with the the history of the Big Ten that two schools two schools that are being added and they're right at the top of the list and this kind of falls along with things that i've been saying for years is and just talking helmets specifically obviously iowa and michigan great but after that it gets pretty pedestrian in the big 10 let's be honest the uniforms of the big 10 i think are lagging behind the other power five conferences mostly if, if top to bottom they don't have the depth hmm. Maybe, but man, the top four or five are so good to me that, well, and I, I think maybe you're being a a little tough on the Big Ten. I think when you start digging into the, the Big 12 and even really get into the Pac-12, it's not great. I, I hate to admit, the SEC's got some 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 great kits. They really you know, do. You know, they and they do a pretty good yeah. job of just sticking with it. So, so, But out of the other conferences, I wouldn't put the Big Ten any worse than second. Interesting. Yeah. All right, guys, that was a blast. I would say we got through that list uh, pretty good. DS, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Uh, Kurt did Too bad not. it's his last one. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good run, DS, but you can't you can't take the host uh, off as much as you had. You just you, you're you're flying too close to the sun, brother. I like to come in and stir up trouble and, and ruffle some feathers. And apparently Cold's, Kurt's old ass feathers got ruffled a little too rough. <laughs> <laughs> I've been banished. Great nuts. I'm sorry. One, right? since, since I'm not on the show, I, I have to take a shot. It maybe is it the tiny box, Kurt? Do you, are you able to grasp it better with your with your gnarled old old knuckles and fingers? Is that what helps? <laughs> the tiny grape nuts box, yeah. Wait, wait. That's okay. the arthritis. You, know, I... <laughs> you got to get some I... fish oil introduced to your, to your diet, man. Wait, uh... I, I got to make this real quick on this podcast because this <laughs> there's something here, Kurt, and I've talked with Greek about this. You have some great and some very uh, passionate food takes. You need to have a segment where it's 
what's in Oscar's trash can? <laughs> <laughs> you just rip apart some Something. sort of food that you hate. It doesn't I, have to or, be weekly. or just some. I, I would just say something. It could be. Or it, just it would be non food. Yeah, just, just any topical item. I think that's a genius segment. I think yeah. we need to add that. I I'm not going to fight you on it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not spend the entire every podcast <laughs> in the trash no. can. But every now and then, when Oscar wants to pop out and say something, I, I am down for that. Diaz, thank you very much. Big Kurt, thank you very much. This has been, and, and for, I'm Jeffrey the Greek. This has been the Eyes on Big Podcast. We'll talk to you soon.